If I'm being honest, Anthony, I had already hit record. I'm sorry. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh. Cody, always ruining everything. It's what I'm known for. Couldn't wait just one more goddamn second. Um, so, boys, how we doing? Good to see you guys. I'm excited to be on this lovely uh, morning, morning re- recording. Morning edition of Comics and Chronic. <laughs> yeah, a nice wake and bake. I know. Hell yes. Cheers. It's especially early for Jake. It's eight. That was a. It's eight forty-seven. I feel like for us, it's almost lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, for us, it's about lunchtime. But I also had a late night. Oh, yeah, were you doing some partying or stand up? Uh, I did stand up, and then I crushed some puss. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Okay, which, which did you do better at, stand up or crushing puss? Mm. Ooh. What a great question. Well, I didn't break a sweat doing stand-up. Let's <laughs> say that. <laughs> okay. Which did you have more time? Was it, did you do a ten did you do a ten minute set and a ten minute fuck, or was it longer? Uh, I was really high, so honestly I was I wasn't even able to bust it. I was uh I did you know, my I was the host for stand up, but I was the headliner for Dickin. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait, you said you were so high you weren't able to bust it? Yeah. Sometimes when I'm high, it takes me forever, a thousand years to come. You can't, you can't bust a nut when you're high? Not always. Sometimes I can, but like, it just like takes a lot longer. Mm, okay. So you're saying if, if you're a guy, who comes too fast, you should smoke more weed. Yes. Oh. Yeah, science that? brought science. to you. Medical <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, Cody Cannon's medical advice. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since we heard some yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now with COVID making a comeback, remember to inject yourself with Clorox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 no, definitely don't do that yeah don't do that unless yeah. we hate you but do get high before you fuck yeah. <laughs> oh for a second I thought you said do that before you fuck so <laughs> yes. that's, that's the real way to prevent yourself from yeah. nutting <laughs> yeah, <just dying. laughs> I do Mr. Clean because he's more of a badass whoa but then who who's another cleaning icon Exactly. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Clorox Clorox is an unnamed chemical company, but Mr. Clean, you know, you can embody the spirit of that dude. I don't... <laughs> you know, like, have, this, what about the Scrub Daddy? <laughs> scrub Daddy. <laughs> but Scrub Daddy's so much newer. That came out on Shark Tank. Mr. Clean has been around since like the 80s. And can you inject yourself with Scrub Daddy? Yeah, true. He's an OG. He's an OG, though he might be a neo-Nazi. We have... The, what? The bald is head? Mr. Clean I don't, and I don't trust that man. What bald, what bald head white man is going around taking such pride in cleaning? <laughs> and think about all the commercials. It's always like a, a dirty white surface, and he cleans it off. He wants everything to be white. Interesting. Oh yeah, God. you might have uncovered a conspiracy I, I think here. There's yeah. some deeper messages going on here. <laughs> So maybe oh don't God. inject yourself with Mr. Clean is what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of racial conspiracies, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun.
was not a bad segue. No, that was good. That worked. <laughs> Honestly, one of our best in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Congrats. Uh, well, welcome to Comics and Chronic, the AM early edition, even though you'll be listening to this at a normal time. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, for maybe us, they're at work. That's you true. know, you never know. Yeah. Because you should be listening to us at work. Ooh, also, say so, that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't, you know, some people say poop on the company dollar. We say listen to comics and chronic on the company dollar. Exactly. It's like as close as you can to smoking chronic on the company dollar. You know what I mean? And you're sticking it to the man. Yeah. And if your boss calls you in for a meeting, you tell them to hold on until you finish. <laughs> The current episode of Comics and Chronic that you're <laughs> listening to. Yeah. yeah, you could be like, my uh, my schedule will be free in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll understand too because we've signed a deal. This is actually the announcement with every company ever. Um, and <laughs> yeah, with all bosses. All companies yeah. across Small, the board. large, medium. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to listen to Comics and Chronic on the company dollar, actually. Yeah. You're, you have to. By law, they can't say yeah. no. Uh, it's, they're, they're making a new amendment to the Constitution. <laughs> That's true. That's, true. <laughs> That's an excellent one. Because, <laughs> you know, some states are going to be like, well, you can't listen to Comics and Chronic. That involves weed, but we'll get past that. Yeah, yeah nationally, this isn't going to be like our weed laws. Nationally, <laughs> Comics and Chronic is going to be legal across the board. We're a pirate radio, a pirate podcast. Yeah, we've been operating illegally for this. <laughs> Comics and Chronic is going to be legal. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob H. You already know who's with me. It's Cody Cannon, Anthony Iannaccio. And today we are discussing the Netflix movie, They Cloned Tyrone. They Cloned Tyrone. Directed by Jewel Taylor. Has this director, I, I guess I could have looked this up myself, but has this director done much else? I don't know, to be honest. I, I looked it up and, and guess what? Like, okay, so I, I, this might be like their directorial debut, right? Uh-huh. So Because if you go to IMDb, this is what they're known for. Because they wrote the movie too. I think there's a co-writer. But they also wrote two other movies. They're recent movies. Um, one of them is Creed 2, so I think that's pretty sweet, but I don't think you'll ever guess from this movie what the other movie Jewel Taylor wrote. Oh, God. (laughs) I I don't know. What? Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, no. Wait, that was the new one with LeBron James? Yeah, and Don Cheadle, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like, what? They can't all be bangers, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, so for every They Clone Tyrone, you might have a Space Jam new legacy inside of you. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) 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 No, but it really is insane to think about that. Like, I didn't go into this movie knowing that at all, but knowing that now, it's like, huh. Like you could write two comp- like a a movie like this, which is like I'm already saying it, one of the best movies of 2023. Agreed. And then Space Jam, where I'm like, what? Algae Rhythm? Did you come up with Algae Rhythm? Of course, too? you already know okay. they came up with Algae. <laughs> 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 um, I agree with that statement completely. One of the best movies of 2023. It was a it was a surprise. So like, I just want to give some background because of the strike. They're not allowed to do press for movies right now, even movies on Netflix. So this movie hasn't been like 
been getting promoted at all. So it's kind of been going like under the radar unless you have a Netflix subscription and you see it. That's why I was like scrolling through Netflix and I, I didn't ever see a trailer for the movie. I was like, oh, I'll watch this. It looks weird and different. And dude, like after I finished it, I was like, fuck, man, that's a good movie. I loved it. And Bananas. I loved it. It felt like they don't make movies like that anymore. Just like, you know, because now it's either like huge blockbuster, whether it's comic book or action or like movies meant for like Oscar season. This is just like a fun film. Yeah. And you know. comedy, action, drama. But I would say if sci-fi, big sci-fi. Huge sci-fi. Also but like social I would commentary. Say it's like, a lot of social yeah. commentary. Yeah. I would say I would describe this as a comedy sci-fi. Yeah. It reminded me a lot, but I think I like this better actually of Sorry to Bother You. Did you guys see that one? I did. I Sorry to Bother You. It, the first like 50 minutes are really good and then it drops off. Yeah. I don't even. But you get what I mean. Like it feels. It has that it, same. Kind oh, of like, with Lakey. Yeah, yeah with, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Lakey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic you know Cody Cannon pronunciation right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'm getting my job. What can I say? <laughs> no, I agree with you, Anthony. It, it definitely does have similar vibes and feelings of a uh, of that movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree actually completely. Uh, this this is a little wonkier until the when when sorry to bother you gets goes off the deep end like in the, at, towards the end of the movie it gets crazier but for the majority of this movie this is it doesn't take long to jump into the sci-fi madness yeah it also yeah. has a really satisfying ending dude i oh. agree <laughs> completely that last scene literally like I was talking to my friend the other day, there are some movies that just have like really great endings. I actually consider uh, Whiplash to have one of the best ending scenes mm. of any movie. That have you seen Whiplash? Yeah, but I totally forgot the ending now. I it, love that movie though. Yeah, the last scene was with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, and they finally like vibe and get each other, and it's it's such a great fucking scene. I like some movies are like defined. oh yeah, after like all that abuse, like they kind of connect at the end. Yeah, 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 and like that that whole last scene is great, and I, I agree with this. Like that last scene in the movie when you finally like hear the title of the movie because I'm watching yeah. it and I'm like, well, who's Tyrone? He's not even. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, that like before we hop around, well, so far, this movie stars Jamie Foxx, John Boyega, and Tiana Paris. Oh, we're stellar. All yeah, all stellar. amazing. I was also blown away. Hey, I love Jamie Foxx as an actor. He delivered in this tenfold. Yeah, he was so fucking funny. funny. He was yeah, slick Charles. He was oh, hilarious. Yeah, dude. dude. He was unreal. When they come up with the plan to like, you know, fight back against the evil, you know, white organization and he's like he's like we need to beat them at their own game. He's like he's like I'm a pimp. Pulling tricks is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> he has like some of the best lines in the movie. Exactly. Oh, yeah. for sure. I think he has one line where he's saying something and he's like I'm a Taurus. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Taurus too. Yeah, yeah, you're my favorite character now. And it's funny cuz like he's like this lovable pimp, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're rooting for him. At first, you know, he seems like a scumbag, sleazeball pimp. Exactly. You know, just like cowering in fear of Fontaine. That's John Boyega's character. And then, like, he's part of the crew. He's like, because he sees the shit go down and he starts connecting the dots. Yeah. Well, for, can I say also, I went into this movie completely blind. Like, I knew it existed, but I didn't see the trailer. Jake was like, you got to watch this movie. So I just watched it without, I love going into it blind. That made it even better. Yeah, I agree. Because I had no idea what was going to happen. I went into it blind. I didn't know if it was a drama or I what. went into it blind as a bat. Other yeah. than you guys just saying, see, I watched it a little, uh, J I, all I knew was that Jake loved it. Mm. But that's all I knew. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which gives it, which also leaves a lot of room for interpretation. It could suck dick. <laughs> I, I only love quality things. Jake usually has good recommendations. I can't even, exactly. you know, I can't even front and say that Jake has given I can us front. A, <laughs> we know that. <laughs> you are a front piece of shit. <laughs> no, I, I think both of you yeah. guys, I like your recommendations, <laughs> but like if I give you a recommendation, you're going to be like, let me run this through that Anthony just recommended something simulator and see what kind of movie, you know like I always have to push it a little that's okay like it reminds me of that line in Parks and Rec when Aziz Ansari talks about like why he chooses the music to have and it's like every recommendation that you give me goes through a series of rigorous tests to answer <laughs> one question is it a banger <laughs> <laughs> that's basically our philosophy on the podcast too <laughs> yeah. Joe Pesci scale is the final of those rigorous tests exactly Dude, I gotta say, I was really, um, I was really, I was really impressed by John Boyega's acting. Uh, I mean, I always, yeah. I've always thought he's a good actor, but like when I was watching no, this, he's incredible. Like, I was like, dude, dude needs to be like leading man more in more movies. It was or stellar. Green. He looked great. Uh, I don't know. I, I, if I'm being honest, I think I've off the top of my head, I might have only seen him in Star Wars. Oh, Force Awakens. Really? He's in uh, Attack the Block. That's what Attack I the Block. Oh, is so I good. forgot about Attack that. Yeah, Attack the Block rules. It's a banger. But yeah, okay. no, like, do you guys remember Force Awakens and the trailers make John Boyega seem like he's going to be like a Jedi in yes. this movie? And he even thought that. I think he was even misled either by the marketing or by like the creative team to think that he was going to be a much bigger deal. And as the movies go on, his character Finn, I think it is yeah, Finn. Finn. Like they they do nothing with him. They nerf him. And I loved him. I thought, yeah, they nerf him hard. They nerf and him he hard. was pissed about that too. I was so pissed. John Boyega deserves more roles for sure. Fuck this great. I also Fuck like, Disney, indeed. Dude, and going back to Force Awakens, what I really liked is like, okay, here's this dude. He has no Jedi abilities, no midi-chlorians. But like the scene where he has the lightsaber in Force Awakens and he cuts down those stormtroopers. Yeah. Like, dude, fuck yeah. And like the fact that they're like, oh, no, we're going to take the lightsaber away and give it to Daisy Ridley. It's like, dude, let him keep the lightsaber. There is no reason they both couldn't have it, exactly. too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to take it away from her either. I just, he, I, he was he great. Earned and it. I, I wanted like to he see more. Yeah. Let's see him do more adventures with it. And then he's barely in the second one. And then the third one, I think he's even more barely in it. Yeah. So in this movie, he plays four or five different characters. Dude. Yeah. Which is all like really <laughs> impressive and shows his range of acting. Hell yes. <laughs> like when he plays the, uh, uh, like the older scientist who like is cloned off of him. Yeah. yeah. That scene when he's talking to like, you know, himself or whatever, uh, just the voice and like his mannerisms as an, as an older man and a scientist. I thought I was like, damn dude, like that's some good acting right there. I really like that. Yeah. Also the fight scene with himself ruled. Yeah. And also John Boyega. And as that character, I immediately cast him as Stockman in Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Like, like a live that. action new turtles, he could be Stockman because like then he becomes the bug, you know? Yeah, I like that. I think that would work because he, like, I was like, oh shit. Like, if I, like, oh, okay, talk about like makeup and characters. Did you guys know the preacher was David Allen Greer? Yes, yes. I didn't realize that. I was like, holy shit, in the credits, I was like, what? I realized that. Yeah, the preacher I didn't was realize David Allen Greer. He was a great character. Yeah. He was yeah, a great little like cameo with that creepy. Yeah. I love how they're all at the church and what do they start dancing to? Back that ass up by Juvenile? <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I think so. The the soundtrack was killer. Soundtrack was killer. Also, what was really good was the color palette for the movie. Yeah. yeah. If you notice, like, okay, like John Boyega is wearing mostly like green, dark greens, 
Uh, Jamie Foxx is wearing a lot of purple, and Tayona Paris is wearing a lot of like yellows and oranges. Yeah. Okay. It's like a really cool like how they decided to like color the uh, the movie, as well as also the fact that like this takes place in a city in America, but it doesn't say where. It says like a little town. Some what does it say? You know what I'm talking about? Glen, Glenville, Glendale, or the Glen? They call it the Glen. No, but even like even in the movie, it says somewhere around the way, America. Like even on the license plate, oh. it, says, it says the same thing too. Kind of like parts unknown for like Undertaker or something. Yeah, because like when you're watching it, like even where it takes place is like I'm not sure if this takes place in the South or like somewhere in Detroit. Somewhere in like Memphis, maybe. Yeah, it just seems like a uh, they cherry picked a lot of each area, and like even environmentally, like it looks like it could be Atlanta. It looks exactly. like it could be Memphis. Exactly. It looks, you know what I mean, yeah. like, and just like the the color of like the way they used lighting and stuff like that, like the real world, and then how everything was lit under uh, almost like a really dim light. Yeah. Like everything is dark. Even in the daytime shots, it's like a pretty dark and like overcast. Like also gritty. The, yeah. The, the film itself, it almost looked like it was filmed in like an older camera. Mm hmm. Well, I think that's to lead into like the black exploitation side sure. of it. Which was, which is what I know. liked about the movie. It borrowed a lot of like black exploitation uh, themes and tropes. Yeah. I just, I've been describing it. I've been saying it's like something along the lines of like, the 90s kind of gangster flick like Menace to Society meets black exploitation meets like a sci-fi uh, mystery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm, great way to describe it yeah. for sure. Which is like I didn't know that's what it was at all going into it. Yeah, me either. No. I I mean you you were raving about it and I was trying to get you to shut the fuck up. I, didn't but, say uh, <laughs> I just said it was I know, amazing. I know. Mind blowing. I know. I was just really impressed. Yeah. I feel like, 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 like you were talking about Ninja Turtles. Like, some movies are just like impressive to watch, and like this was impressive to watch. Yeah, it was so fresh. Hey, that's literally that's funny. I was, I was watching, uh, I was watching some of it last night, and I was like, dude, this movie's fresh as fuck. Because it it also kind of reminded me of uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, not Ooh. in like scope, but like it was different. It was sci-fi. It was a more diverse sci-fi cast. Like it was all black cast pretty much, except for uh, we have Keeper, Keeper Sutherland, Sutherland with yeah. a surprise appearance. His character was great too. He, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, there's such a weird conspiracy going on in this movie. We have to we have to talk about that because there's like that's true. an underground lab. Well, hold on. Where Let's all give these... a brief synopsis of the movie. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So basically, this takes place in somewhere in America. It's an urban hood, rundown neighborhood and community, uh, largely black. And you have John Boyega plays a drug dealer named Fontaine. And he pretty much, you know, he's like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a loner, more or less. Yeah. He just like sells drugs and goes about his day. Every day he buys a scratch-off lottery ticket. And he passes by a homeless guy, like a homeless drunk bum, where he gives him some of his 40 ounce. Yeah. And then he tries to go get money back from Jamie Foxx's character, a pimp named Slick Charles. Slick Charles. And then uh, earlier in the movie, he had hit a drug dealer with his car for pretty much like dealing on his turf. Mm -hmm. Okay. So after he leaves Jamie Foxx's uh, character's motel room, he gets shot and killed. Then the next day, he wakes up. And he thinks it was a dream. And he's like, all right, well, he doesn't remember the day before. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go do the same shit I did. I need to go get my money from Slick Charles. 
goes back to Slick Charles' motel room, and Slick Charles freaks out because he's like, what the fuck? I just saw you get murdered yesterday. How are you possibly alive? That's some zombie shit. <laughs> and <laughs> Fontaine doesn't believe it. They then go to Tiana Paris's character. I forgot her name. What was her name? The, the prostitute? Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She was great. And Yo-Yo was like, yeah, like I saw you get killed. So funny also. She was, yeah, yeah she was honestly no, hilarious. I, I loved her. And like, it, it also is just like, you have the Marvels coming out, which no one gives a shit about. But mm. it makes me a little bit more interested in seeing that because I think Imam Vellani, who plays Miss Marvel, and now Tiona Paris, who plays uh, Spectrum, they're both way better than Brie Larson, yes. I think. More entertaining and just better characters. Like, And any other movies, I've seen them too. Like, they're just... I like them as actresses. So like, I think they're cool to have in the MCU, but they need to do more with them, especially Tiona Paris at this point. Yeah, I agree. Because she stole a lot of scenes in those movies, for, in the movie for sure. Oh, absolutely. Hard agree. And uh, so basically they uncover a conspiracy. They go to this trap house where it looks for all intents and purposes like where you sell drugs. And underneath the trap house is a very advanced underground network of laboratories that clone black people in poor urban communities so as to keep like to keep things in order as far as they're concerned like their whole organization is about somehow achieving peace in America yes it's like their twisted way of doing that yes but they so they so they make it so that like yeah like the reason a lot of people are poor and black is because they make it so and they make it so that like People will always, like, black communities will always have a few staples. One, a liquor store. Two, a fried chicken place. Three, a pimp, a prostitute, and a drug dealer. There's always, like, those, like, staples of, you know, black communities throughout America. And that's what helps them keep peace as far as, like, not allowing them to rise up and, you know, fight the man. I was just, I was just having a high moment, and I'm sorry if this is sidetracking anything, but in this movie, and I think inadvertently, or maybe it's not inadvertently, like everything we talked about recently is like a big element of it is evil scientists, yes. right? Like scientists like using like their- Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Uh, uh, Stockman, I guess, in <laughs> Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Um, uh, Manhattan Projects. Yep. Uh, and then I guess this now, and then even X-Men. We could, we yeah, could push it could that argue. far. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evil oh, scientists, man. what the fuck? We've been on a big mad scientist. We're on to you. Everybody, everybody, that's why you're making comments and chronic illegal. <laughs> We're gonna go before Congress. We know about the mad scientist. We know about the mad scientist. We're about to blow the cover wide off this thing. (laughs) We're getting deeper to uncovering the truth about 9 11 with every episode. Yeah, Yeah. it's all connected. It's all connected. (laughs) (laughs) We're on to you, everybody. There's a group of mad scientists that are concocting. a series of infinite 9-11s. It's, it's going to be chaos, Ooh. but we're stopping it. That would be the Comics and Chronic movie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they basically uncover this like underground network of scientists slash like, you know, like obviously like some black ops government shit that is meant to keep the black population throughout America in what they call like, you know, order, whatever. And also to keep them down, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Dude, and one of the best scenes, both funny and like, the when they're eating the fried chicken, 
in the restaurant. And everyone starts oh, laughing. Yeah. But even, dude, even if you watch that scene, when they're just talking before Jamie Foxx and all them start laughing, look at everyone around you. They're like, like super animated, cracking up, laughing at each other. <laughs> and then when they're in then like Fontaine, who notoriously throughout the movie is like very deadpan, stone faced. When he starts laughing, you like know something's up. You're like, wait. Yeah. Because even Slick Charles looks that at him. That was a good like, scene. Like, yeah. Fontaine, you're laughing? And then like they're like he like looks around and everyone's like ooh just like being over the top. He's like it's in the chicken. <laughs> yeah, dude, the chicken, the hair products, everything made and distributed, insinuating everything made and distributed like into uh, black communities is kind of manufactured. You know what I mean? Which and, like, is like a thing. There are so many like this statistically, there are so many liquor stores in black poor communities throughout America. But like, yeah. why? Well, if you go to a nice rich neighborhood, how many liquor stores are there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, and like we know from just we know like crack was introduced by the CIA into black communities so as to like fuck up their shit. Like and it's like yeah. a now well-documented thing. Yeah. Exactly. So like this movie yeah. borrows heavily from like legit shit and like conspiracies. And kind of turns it on its head in this really entertaining way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I love the part. Like I like, like saying that like even down to the figureheads, like the the fact that the preacher. Yeah, the preacher Fontaine. You know what I mean? They're like, we put one of we make you and put just put you into the community to keep the community down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the music them. is a big thing too. Yes. Yeah, the music is bananas. It like mind controls you. And you get yeah. hints of that earlier in the movie where I think uh, Slick Charles is like saying, man, every time this song comes on, I get really sleepy. Mm-hmm. And Fontaine's the only one that's like, whatever. Like he's not affected by it because yeah. he's always like a man on a mission. But he is still very much programmed. You find out that his memory yeah. of his little brother dying is just a false installed memory. Yeah. And then I got to say, one of my favorite scenes and like when I when it happened, I was like, oh, "What?" The reveal that his mom is not even real and in there. Yeah, it's just a recording. It's just a speaker box that's like on loop. Yeah, yeah. I love that scene. He freaks out. He rips it out. He's like, "Ah!" This movie had hard Matrix vibes too. Yeah, yeah. Like finding out what the true world is. Like the old man in front of the uh, the liquor store or the or the where he keeps getting the scratch off lottery tickets. He's like a sphinx. He keeps speaking in riddles. Yeah. And you think he sounds like, like the, a crazy person, but he's like Yeah, but he like knows something. Like, yeah. yeah, like he reminded me of the Oracle in the Matrix too. Yeah. Like he Straight knows is the greater. Yeah. Yeah, like he just <laughs> saying like he, to everyone outside he seems like a crazy drunken homeless dude. But he, cuz he's like, "Oh, they they're snatching people off the street." I was like, "Whatever, old man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like that, nah, he was right. He knew it yeah. all along. Yeah, crazy. I also loved that all of the employees that the random like white people that you did see they throughout all have the movie. Afros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's such a funny thing. <laughs> but you find out later that's like something they were trying to clone, like white people or something, and that's. They kept they messing could, up, yeah. or that was the yeah. original. Those were clones. the original clones, but they weren't like perfected. Yeah, so that's yeah. why everyone white, had a fro like, with black afros for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I forgot all about that. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. This, this movie's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Literally laugh out loud multiple times the first yeah. time I watched it. Dude, it's hilarious, but it also has really good like mystery sci-fi thriller vibes. Because I was like, truly, yeah. I was like, I don't know where this movie's going at all. Uh huh. 
Yeah, and also and like it's, really like beautiful, intimate moments between the three. Yeah, characters. like like dramatic. Yeah. All like, three serious, of them. All three of them. Yeah, they have like some really serious like heart to heart moments. And alone, like like we 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 keep harping on it. This movie's acting is out of the water. Yeah, agreed. Honestly, I mean, with the strike and stuff, we have no idea where Os- what Oscar season is even going to look like. Yeah. But but that being said, if this were not to be considered, it's a crime. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope it doesn't go, like, unnoticed. I feel like people should watch it. Like, I've been telling people. I got my brother-in-law to watch it. He was like, dude, this is awesome. I never would have watched it had you not said something. And that's what I feel like. I feel like people, because it's not A, like, also, I'm not going to lie. I would have paid to see this in theaters. Yeah, this wasn't in theaters. It's just straight to straight Netflix. Straight to Netflix. But it, it, I think it's good enough to be in theaters, you know? Hell yes. Deserves it. I think this will end up being one of those kinds of movies that's like a big cult classic. I can see you know that. what I mean? I can totally see that. Yeah. Did you guys catch there's a scene with uh, Yo-Yo and Slick Charles, so Tiona Paris and Jamie Foxx, who, like I said, they're both like, they're, they are in the MCU. She's Spectrum, he's Electro, uh, and they talk about Spidey Sense in a scene. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Right. Oh, yeah. I was like, For ha. sure. <laughs> they totally do. Fucking Slick Charles. I love Jamie Foxx's like, voice that he did. Yeah, yeah, he's great throughout the movie. Yeah, he just has so many yeah. funny lines. Like he's like when they're trying to find when Tayona, when Yo Yo gets kidnapped, you know, and brought to the laboratory, and you know, Slick Charles and Fontaine are trying to find her, so they go talk to that one prostitute who like you have to you have to pay money to get information from. This is the part where like you know Jamie Fox is wearing a fur coat. He's like, "Bitch, if you make me sweat in this coat, I'll slap the shit out of you." Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, he was so funny, man. Jamie Fox is like a genuinely good actor. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, underrated. I agree, super underrated. Although I mean, he did win an Oscar for Ray, so. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, I, don't, I feel like he doesn't get taken as seriously as he deserve get as he deserves. Have you ever seen a uh, Jarhead? Yes. With Jake Gyllenhaal? No. <laughs> he, yeah. he plays the uh, the captain, the military captain in that movie. See, the first time I really loved Jamie Foxx, that like, or at least like one of my favorite movies. I don't. It might not be the first time because I liked him in yeah, that fucking sitcom he had back in the day. Yeah, the Jamie oh, Foxx show. Fox show. Yeah, that was a good show. Good show. But uh, no, the first movie where I was like, "Whoa, this is was Collateral with Tom Cruise." Yeah, that's a great movie. I was like, "Damn, that movie." Fucking rules. The movie slaps, bro. Slaps. We should do an episode on Collateral. I would do yeah, because Anthony, <laughs> Anthony hasn't seen it. You know he hasn't. I have not seen Collateral. I know. That's like, yeah, that's one I got to see. Anthony, sometimes you offend me. <laughs> <laughs> I take it as an affront that you haven't seen certain movies. An affront to God. That one is definitely one I should have seen. Collateral. Yeah, I got to see it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry I offended you. Honestly, one of Tom Cruise's best roles, too. I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, Collateral's dope as fuck. Dope as fuck. Michael Mann at his best? Yeah. Uh, No, maybe not. Maybe not at his best. Heat's his best, but (laughs) second best? I like Public Enemies (laughs) also with Johnny Depp. That's a good movie. I like Public Enemies, but I think I like Collateral more. Yeah, I agree. Kiefer Sutherland, like, when when he came on screen, I was like, holy shit, is that Kiefer Sutherland? As yeah, like the handler of this entire operation. No, the whole thing, honestly, like he popped up as he's aged, he's starting to look a lot more like Donald. Oh, yeah, he looks like his dad. <laughs> yeah, when he was younger, I was like, damn, this dude, they don't look that much alike. But now that he's aging, he looks so much like his dad. His voice is also a lot more gruff now, too. 
Yeah. Like when he was talking, it was more like, oh, yeah, whatever. We got to keep you guys down. He sounds like he's been smoking exactly. a lot. He does sound like he's been smoking a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this movie, like, like, just super fresh, really entertaining. And then what I also like, there's some really heartfelt moments. Like, okay, it's after John Boyega's character realizes his mom's not real. There is not even a mom there. Oh, and, yeah. And – you know, that, that little boy throughout the movie that he's been, like, chilling Talking with. about SpongeBob. Yeah, talking about SpongeBob. And you kind of, like, it's kind of, like, this cool heartfelt moment because it's like, okay, he's never had a little brother. But, like, this kid is the little brother that he never had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that like, sure. that was kind of, like, a beautiful moment. I agree. And then it's also, like, when he's drinking the Capri Sun, talking about SpongeBob with him, he, like, looks at him. And then he goes to Slick Charles. And then they both decide to like blow the lid off this shit. Cause they're like, well, fuck it. If we're going to be kept down and made to eat chicken and drink all the time, like, and there's clones of us. We haven't yet to even get to that part when they find yeah. out. Yeah. They, yeah. They go into clones. the trap house. Yeah. They go into the laboratory and there's all these tubes with people in them. And a lot of them are people that have gone missing throughout the town as well as a clone of themselves. And all of them find a clone of themselves, except for Tiana Paris. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. You never see. Well, a clone they of even Yo-Yo. say they even say uh, when they're when she and uh, Kiefer are facing off at one point. Uh, they even say she, he's even like, "We didn't need to clone you. You're just a two bit whore. You did that on your own." Damn, damn. Yeah, you're right. That's fucking. <laughs> sad no but she's great she's like a detective like she knows she said she loves like nancy drew nancy drew yeah Yeah, because in the beginning there's all the nancy drews and uh, slick charles what does he say uh he picks up one of them books and he says some really fucking funny line (laughs) about Nancy Drew and like all the adventures she goes on. They the two of them, Slick Charles and Yo Yo. God, I can't I can't remember exactly what they said, but there is a part where the two of them, uh, they're in the car with Fontaine, and I, I don't know if they're talking about a movie or something, but they like go off on their own little tangent, and they're like, "Yeah, that is good." And the two of them just start talking, and he's like, "Shut up!" Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, also, like uh, when they're in the elevator and they start singing. Yeah, yeah. It's a duet. it becomes a duet. Yeah, it becomes a duet with Yo-Yo <laughs> and uh, Slick Charles. <laughs> Dude, they were so funny. Like, there's like a lot of like little funny moments like that. The ke- the chemistry between all three yeah. is unreal. Like, I this movie, the acting just fucking hit me in the guts. I love uh, when Yo-Yo she wants to send everything that she's uncovered to the press. So she like dresses, you know, because she's like has been reading Nancy Drew. She dresses in her little spy disguise with the sunglasses and the hat and the trench coat. And she's like going and she puts the envelope in the mailbox and she's like making sure no one notices her. And that one prostitute is like, immediately. yo, yo, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yo, yo, is that you, girl? What are you doing? And she's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's but so funny. Also a great scene or like a great like bit throughout the movie is – Slick Charles keeps saying, he's like, bitch, I'll snatch that wig off. And she's like, it's not a wig. It's my real hair. And then when she's in the laboratory and she's being tortured by the scientists and everything, and they're like using hair products to like mind control her. And she's like going along with it. She's like, ah, ah. But then like, she's like, it's a wig. It is a wig. You find out it is a real right. wig. And she takes it off. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. You don't remember at the end, she takes off. Oh, the no, I totally yeah. remember. I just didn't yeah. realize she was saying that throughout the movie. And so that's a cool yeah. detail. Yeah, she was saying it throughout the movie because everyone's calling it a wig. And she's like, no, this is my real hair. Yeah. 
One, exactly. one of the funniest scenes to me was with the other, uh, I guess, the guy that runs the gang. And he's like, like at the end, he they have a confrontation, him and Fontaine. And it seems like it's a real thing, but it's, it's like a thing they practiced. Dude. And you find out this dude was practicing his lines before he met Fontaine. It's hilarious. That whole scene, yeah, you, yeah that, their plan that they like use to like infiltrate. That, yeah. whole, that whole scene when they show the montage of what actually went down. Yeah. Uh, they like went to him and like, yo, dude, this is what's happening. And then they, yeah, they rehearse their lines. Like he's in the car rehearsing the lines with his other drug dealer dude. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so funny. So funny, man. I don't know who's that actor, by the way. He, he was really good in the movie as the uh, rival drug dealer. Uh, Isaac or whatever. Is that yeah, that name? was his name, but yeah, I don't that know was the name. actor's name. I'm just saying, like, whoever that dude was, he was really good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Um, I loved when he referred to Fontaine as a Lazarus motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 so we have to call Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was really good. There's just so many good lines. And then, of course, like, when they do like Ooh, John Boyega is Jason Todd, Red Hood. That could Ooh, work. I'd be down for that. I'd be down. Right? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Sorry. You were saying something. No. Uh I forget. This is dope. Dope movie. Powerful. Uh like seriously, uh, I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I just What were your gripes with it, Cody? I don't it's I have zero gripes with the film itself. Nice. It's more along the lines of like uh, I'm really grateful for like that, like, uh, these people of color got to like get their vision out there and stuff like that. But I just hate the like controlled opposite. Like this is all, it's like a very harsh critique on society and the way we live and the way we treat people of color. But it's also like being put out through this mega corporation. Like it's just, it's more of me just having gripes with society and not the movie. And it just like kind of making you think about these kinds of things. Yeah. You I mean, know, it mm. doesn't, the movie does, definitely makes you think. Yeah, no, it does. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying like, it, 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 in that way, it, it, it is kind of sad. You well, know? No, I, I mean, like the movie makes you think, cause it is, you know, a lot of social commentary as far as like, why are black communities so underserved? And like, why are there these, these characters, because they are the characters that you meet until like, you know, one is a pimp, one's a whore, one's a drug dealer. That alone are very stereotypical archetypes of black characters in cinema, of black characters in America. Why yeah. are they so prevalent throughout every city in America? You know what I mean? You can go to every urban rundown part in America and find these characters. You know what I mean? To some degree. To, yeah. Right. I, I would just mean like there are pimps and prostitutes and drug dealers. Yeah. Especially Tyrone. And then the way they think them thinking at the end, Tyrone and his gang thinking at the end that, uh, Tyrone was the one that was cloned. Well, yeah, that, that see that last scene is really fucking. The you best. think the movie ends. Well, yeah. So hold yeah. on. So, so they blow the lid off the thing. They free all the clones. And now the oh, news. it's so satisfying to watch that. By the way, yeah, like, it's just dude, so when, cool when, they, when all of them storm the fucking. I yeah. love that scene when it's like Jamie Foxx, the whole town and the unites, rival drug dealer and the Kang, and they're in, in their cars going to infiltrate. Yeah, yeah, and they go to the convenience store and he yeah. like, the shotgun. He's like, "Where's the door leading to the creepy underground laboratory?" <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so funny. Yeah, that whole scene is great. So they uncover this conspiracy. They free all these clones, and the news is now getting wind of it. 
Yeah. Like, and they're like people who have gone missing. It also appears that there's clones of people. And so it's now making the news. Okay. And the tick play. Also, like, I do like the ending with the three main characters. And they're like, well, fuck it. What are we going to do now? Now that we are not beholden to the strings. Like, yeah. And they're like, well, let's go on adventures. And they also imply that maybe, like, let's go free more cities. From- yeah. That's, that was really cool. It's just yeah. like, I would yeah. like to see more of this. I would movie. watch a sequel like, why to this not? Easily. Yeah. I would totally watch a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This was so good. Because it seemed like also when they were talking to the old man scientist that he there was a bigger conspiracy even at play. Like it didn't just stop there in that city. Well, it's, and, it's not just happening in this city. It's happening in, through, in all cities throughout America. Yeah, but it seemed like there were different clones too. Like they weren't just going to stop at making black clones. It seemed like there were just other... There were other races in the clones. Like on, he, you saw like there were like five or six tubes. Yeah. Well, it's like some like almost had like Westworld vibes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm, I didn't even connect that, but you're right. A lot of Westworld vibes. Like you can have like maybe black clones and then maybe there's like Latino clones or you know what I mean? Like shit like that. I think yeah. that's what it was implying. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Okay. So the movie ends or this part of the movie ends and then it takes place. Now it cuts to Los Angeles. And you see John Boyega, but he's not he's not Fontaine. He's a different character. He's in L.A., very much dressed up as an L.A. gangbanger. He's wearing the blue flannel. He's now got braids in his hair. And you see the day that he lives, which is very much the same as Fontaine's day. And it's cut the same way. Like it's he sits up in way. bed. He goes to he goes to drive. He goes to the store. He sees he a picture off. of his little brother that he lost. Oh, yeah. He goes to the liquor store, gets a 40 ounce, gets a lottery ticket, pours it out for the the dude, the homeless guy in L.A. And then like him and his boys are in the trap house and they're watching the news and the news of what's going on where Fontaine and everyone blew the lid off it. And they're like, holy shit, this is crazy. I guess they're cloning black people. And then they see Fontaine's clone who they had like kidnapped and tied up and he's walking around naked and his boys are looking at the news and they're looking at John Boyega's now LA variant, I guess his Los yeah. Angeles variant. And they're looking at him and like, they're like, Hey, yo, ain't that you Tyrone? And then it just mm-hmm. cuts. Yeah. And then it's like, dude, yeah. that, so you're, that's why I liked about it too. I agree with you, Cody. It's like, it's almost like they have their own story and like to them, they, you know, they don't know what's going on. So they think like, yo, they clone Tyrone. Like, yeah, exactly. And like they'll have to but also if the old man was dead, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like uh it also implies that like them blowing the lid off of it will cause the clones in their own communities to see it almost like a uh a the clone wars. The clone yeah, army. Well, I was yeah. gonna say a gladi- <laughs> uh, like a clone uprising or a gladiator, yeah. like in like uh, like that one like in Gladiator when all of the uh, gladiators uprise against the king, the emperor Contest? and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like a team of Fontaines and a team of Slick Charleses. Uh, you know, sure like and yo-yos. Well, yeah. oh yeah, no, yo-yos. Yo-yos. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yo is just the real deal. Or maybe we find out she does have a clone. Who knows? Yeah. In this movie, she doesn't, and maybe they should keep it that but you way. You know what I was? Just, you know what I was just thinking is that because she had a wig on, she was therefore throughout the never putting hair products in her, so she was never being controlled by anyone. Which is mm-hmm. why she had these aspirations to leave the hood and move to another city and mm-hmm. exactly. A and also, you know? why she wasn't. Also, why she wasn't. She was just like suffer. It was a sign that like she was just suffering because of like kind of like 
for the same reason that black communities suffer from liquor stores. She was suffering from having to just associate with characters like Slick Charles and Fontaine. Like she just had you know to what like I mean? survive. There was no real exactly, her, but mm. she wanted to. She wanted to be a journalist and all this shit. Yeah. But yeah. it almost show, almost like showing though how the you know because the way that Jamie Fox to break away from the mold when you're no, black, from, black in America, yeah for sure and like like Slick Charles always talking about always talking about how she's a yo yo and she always comes back yeah like almost just like just such a clear indicator that like until they figure out what's going on and unravel the plan that it's working yeah damn. Yeah, this movie's fucking deep. It's it's yeah. as deep as it is funny. Yeah, I was uh, just thinking that. Yep. Oh yeah, like because like, everything we got really somber here for a second, <laughs> but literally the whole thing is so funny. Really funny. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, they're all funny, but like Jamie Fox is like, I was like, I like I watched it. And I was like, man, I love seeing Jamie Fox act. Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, so honestly, good. I also love Tiana Paris. Yeah, she was. Like, I thought and she was gorgeous too. Yeah, and just like killed it yeah yeah great cast there's i have zero gripes with the movie like i have zero gripes i i even talking about it now and when i finished it i already knew my score right away because it's, it's you knew it's, it i knew it i knew it it's seared into my head sometimes the score is baked in yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> honestly like not saying that they're the same but i do think that like this is one of those movies that like uh, like last year, the only two movies I would say that like made me feel even that like hit me in a similar context were like everything everywhere all at once and Banshees of Inishir and mm. but yeah, everything everywhere. That's what I was trying to say. Like I think it deserves just as much praise and like eyes on it as that movie. I agree. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I if- do actually. Yeah, I think you're right. It should get as much accolades as everything everywhere all at once has. I think yeah. so. I, I feel like it won't, though, which makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Man, I think it'll, honestly, I do think it'll get some nods. I don't think you can watch that. I mean, also, I'm saying this based on, like, the idea that maybe we'll have a normal Oscar season, but with, like, them pushing back Dune and all these other things. Everything's getting pushed back now. Yeah, so I just think that, like, we don't know what will happen Oscar season, but I think yeah, in a true. normal Oscar season, this wouldn't get ignored. Yeah. It sucks that, no, it's good that writers and actors are going on strike to get better pay and better working conditions, 100, 1 million percent. And I agree Anthony. with what they're doing. No, no, but what I'm saying, it does suck that a movie like this can't be promoted uh, because of that. That sucks yeah. because um, they still put just as much work into this movie as any other movie. Oh, yeah. um, they just can't promote it. And, and, and the fact that even places that would normally like promote it like as a podcast would do won't do that now because it's kind of like seen as like which i don't i don't know like shouldn't you get it out somehow like i think we all we're not like an official we're not critics or anything we're just dudes that like watch these movies and and shows and and comics and enjoy them and want to talk about them and i feel like how else are we going to get the word out if we're not like hey we love this we got to tell you guys about it you know what i mean like Dude, Go watch that, this movie on Netflix we can right stand now. In solidarity with them and promote. But it. seriously, I think like I someone has to talk about the movies. Like we're not getting paid to do this. We just like talking about the no. things that we've seen and like. And 
well, go watch it is what we're saying. Like if, if I hope that I, sh- I, w- I should hope that shouldn't stop anybody. You get what I mean? Like Absolutely. why not talk about these things that can't, they literally can't get any yeah, press right they now. Legally cannot talk about it. Right. Like we can't even like, let's say John Boyega for some reason listens to Comics and Chronic every week. He does. Like he, which he does, which he definitely <laughs> does. Um, but he couldn't come on and like talk about it. Like that's a shame. Yeah, that is a shame. Yeah. But he's actually maybe he, we can AI deep fake John Boy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what so I also like John Boyega? He did a really good uh American accent. Oh yeah, he's great. You would never I it's never a, well, I mean I've seen him in Attack the Block, exactly. I guess. That I mean, was the like, first if thing. If this is my first movie that I had ever seen him, I'd be like, Oh yeah, he's an American actor. But Yeah. No. Oh, and I same, thought he he actually he changed his dialect when he was you saw the L.A. version. Yeah. Oh yeah, his like, the L.A. Tyrone, was more like yeah. L.A. dialect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, for sure. That was cool. And he once again when he played the older scientist version of himself, like yes. his different, voice was different. completely different. different. Yeah. It was like, kind of it had that you know like <laughs> it's almost like a Sean Connery type, uh, but it had a little <laughs> bit of a, a I can't do it, but it it made him mean. seem like that kind of person. It made sense. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm I'm giving this movie an easy money six. Easy money six. Easy money six. six, six. Yeah. He's back. Hey, Satan, good to have you back. I've been showing up a lot lately, fellas. Satan, did you like They Clone Tyrone? Go watch They Clone Tyrone right now. If you don't have a Netflix subscription, I don't know, sell your soul. Steal to me. it. Go watch. Oh yeah, steal it from somebody. Sure, why not? Say it approves. Saying, what is your message to the studio execs right now who are preventing these writers and actors from? Um, well, we all know they're pieces of shit. They work for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I've had their souls on back order for a real long time. <laughs> on back order. <laughs> So there's really nothing human left inside of them at this point. So who knows if they'll ever stop being assholes. So I think what Satan is saying is kill your local executives. <laughs> your local executives. <laughs> well, I'm not saying no. <laughs> Oh, Satan. What a crazy guy. I, hate him. I like how we have kind of like almost South Park style made Satan a character. <laughs> 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 He's cool with us. Why not? Yeah. yeah hey, now, I mean, I think he had a large role in us in Comics and Chronic becoming legal now. Yeah, I think exactly. So. I think so. Exactly. <laughs> he won't accept our souls for some reason, though. He's kind of been a dick about that. Like he won't let he us. Has, like he wants us know? to live longer so we can commit more sins, a la Constantine style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, he knows right sense. now. He knows right now. If we died, God, we would go be with God. Yeah, we would be. <laughs> <laughs> because, and the reason is because every week we sacrifice. To make this dope ass podcast for the listeners. Yeah, we yeah. we We're lose. Like yeah, <laughs> we lose a little bit of ourselves every day, so yeah. you guys can live. Yeah, <laughs> it's what we do. It's just part of our our gimmick, you know. It if is. we didn't do that, who knows what the Earth would be like now? Yeah. I don't know. A hundred years from now, don't even don't just listen to us. Yeah, just yeah. listen to us and go watch They Clone Tyrone. Seriously, it's actually yeah like, for real. If you like good movies and if you consider yourself someone to like, you know what this movie also like? <laughs> not like art house, but 
it just wasn't like mainstream, and that's what I liked about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, just definitely the cinematography, the uh, the way they cut it and edited it, the camera style, the gritty, like it's it, it's honestly incredible. The soundtrack, and I, I really don't want to sleep on the soundtrack because it was so good. It, it was so funky. It just mm-hmm. had everything you needed for this movie. A lot of good music in it. Yeah. Like I need to actually add that on my Spotify. That was <laughs> it was good. No, like it kind of reminded me of Jackie Brown soundtrack. Ooh, I love Jackie Brown soundtrack. Jackie Brown's a banger. Yep. We should do a Great Jackie movie. Brown episode. I'm down. We should do any Tarantino episodes. Yeah. True. But I'll say this Jackie Brown is probably my favorite Tarantino movie. Ooh. That's a hot take, and I respect it. <laughs> Dude, well, I'm a hot boy, so I don't know hey. if that's I don't know oh, if it's my favorite, but it's up there. Hey, that's the hot boy horn. Remember? That's the hot boy horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Comics and Chronic. We love you. We appreciate you. Yeah, we think if you don't, if you're like, what? I thought this was comic book related. This, I think if you're a comic book fan, you'll like this because of all like the sci-fi elements and just it's good. Uh, also, it's just like. Read more, or uh, if this isn't like some your no, typical bread and butter, um, this is a great piece of art to like expand what you the kind of media you take in. Exactly, it's incredible. Branch out, you guys. Stop being so close minded. Yeah, it's not about <laughs> about Marvel and DC. Okay, yeah. All right. we're not sucking Marvel's dick here. Yeah, we're sucking Netflixes. <laughs> In this episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, guys, we are now legal, so you can legally listen to us. Yeah, any point in time throughout No your more day. hiding in the shadows. No yeah. more hiding. <laughs> no more hiding in the shadows. <laughs> to me, my commies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you come out of the shadows, give us five bucks, and that's could go towards our Patreon. What? Uh for just five bucks a month, you could get yeah. an exclusive episode, a dark secret. Yeah. We're doing cool things over there. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Live episodes. Live wow. episodes? You're crazy. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jake F.H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace.